I hate that noise. That it... <laughs> hey, yo, what? <laughs> now recording. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. It's Chan here. This is my very first episode, and if you're tuning in, I'm really glad to have you here. Today, I am joined by some of my most amazing friends, Lauren, Sonia, and Fred, and we are going to be talking about relationships. It's probably one of my most favorite topics to talk about because it's so interesting and complicated. Specifically, I wanted to talk about the honeymoon phase and what goes on once couples get past that phase. So, Sonia's up first. What was the honeymoon phase like for you? <laughs> Me first. I felt yeah. like this feels like school when the teacher tries to call on you and you're like, yeah. Yeah, please not me, not me. <laughs> um, actually, I didn't really have a honeymoon phase with my ex. Um, it was really just doubts from the beginning because it was our first relationship together and it was so it was so scary for us both because we didn't know what we were going into um but i always think that you know it's really nice to have feelings shared with one another mm-hmm. so yeah well i feel like i've never really been in a relationship that hasn't had one oh well I guess like my current relationship maybe um I feel like it is I feel like every relationship I've been in has been so different like and it I think the intensity depended on like um the sort of relationship that I had maybe like um the relationships where there were like a lot of differences between us in terms of like morals and values and stuff I feel like the relationship the sorry the honeymoon phase was like a lot more intense than it is if there were like like a was a balance between the relationships yeah Mm -hmm. I guess um so kind of like Sonia like I never really had (laughs) a honeymoon phase or because we're like my ex like that was my first relationship and it was like her I think fourth one at the time Mm -hmm. um so yeah, um, it was like kind of weird because like we, we were kind of doing like long distance as well at the time. So I think like when you have that, it also like kind of messes things up. So we never really had like that proper mm. honeymoon phase, to be honest with you. Um, but I think it was also good because like I think like when you get to that high of like the of like the honeymoon phase, and then like you have that one thing that kind of like makes it all come crashing down. It can be quite um, devastating if that's yeah. the right word. Because like you're, because you're on like such like a high of the emotions and everything, and you kind of like put them on like a, a pedestal almost, and you can like ignore their faults. So like when like you see mm, something that's that puts true. you off, come that really eye opening. Um, but I think I did kind of like fall into that trap of almost like putting her on like a pedestal, which is kind of like because like it was my first relationship, and like she was like kind of like more experienced. So I guess I kind of like went with what she would say sometimes, even though like mm-hmm. I might have had my own opinion or like might have thought something as well. But yeah, but I think I kind of like broke out of that because I kind of like started to realize that I was like, she's human too. So like she makes mistakes and everything. So I should just, I like, as long as I have like my opinion and beliefs and like I stick by those and I think I should be good. Um, but yeah, but yeah. I, I think if, if like I did have one, it would probably be like, kind of bad because yeah i don't know like how i'd be able to like kind of like kind of like picking up this person in like my head and then and then i like, yeah. just 
having all their thoughts like come out at once slowly. yeah exactly yeah i feel like when you first get into a relationship you find each other so infatuating like everything about them is so perfect yeah, yes perfect. yes <laughs> like if you at the beginning you think that you can work with their flaws because you know they're so perfect you can do it without it impacting your personal life and then life hits you because you remember that you both have lives and i think usually in most cases that is where relationships start to kind of go wrong like people start to get busy with life and that lack of presence is so jarring to the other person that they immediately view that relationship as defective because it's not it's not that easy to work with it and like a lot of people nowadays if they see an issue and or a problem they want out because like yeah, yeah. they're so yeah. Right. so adamant about like things not being forced or that love should come naturally which it should but like it also takes more than that initial spark you're really going off <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like it requires a lot of effort it does. yeah definitely. nowadays are just not ready to invest in it yeah and you would think that like we're getting to the age where people would understand that but um <clears throat> i think i am just learning to call those people lazy and unwilling to like put up with you yeah i feel that mm-hmm. i feel like it's just like one of the ones like especially in this generation not to sound too cliche but it's just yeah. like how people like want everything to like come to them like immediately like they think like oh if we just get together then like everything is gonna be fine like you know like, i don't yeah. really do anything like just like just because we're like together then everything should work out and yeah. i think like that's like after like that honeymoon phase i think that's where like the commitment and actually choice of love comes in because i think like if like you see all of their thoughts come out and you still like make the choice like oh no like i still want to like make things work then i think that's like when you actually like you can differentiate between like infatuation and love whereas yeah. like i think like if you just like see like all the thoughts and, and then you're like oh no like i don't want anything to do with you then i think yeah. like, that's kind of like where you can kind of see like oh maybe it wasn't love or just infatuation but i think also like yeah. kind of, like on like on like how how big the thoughts are too because obviously like, people have different um right and everything. i mean mm. also like if you're facing something really terrible like emotional or physical abuse you would obviously want to leave you know like and sometimes yeah. you don't really <clears throat> see that in the honeymoon phase which yeah, yeah. it's really so true. scary and terrible mm. um but yeah like obviously you would have to find a way out of that situation yeah i feel yeah. like oh i don't know um i mean honeymoon phases are really different because i mean like for each relationship because i feel like sometimes a honeymoon phase can literally be the entire relationship whereas like another relationship like you might try and like push through it but like it it obviously just depends on the people and like how much they are willing to like actually put an effort into that relationship to make it work um or whether they can push past those differences that they have between each other and I think um, because a relationship, it becomes a part of your daily life, but, like, what do you do with that, you know? And I think, yeah. like, yeah. there needs to be intention. Um, because, like, having a long-term, having been in a long-term relationship, I can tell you how easy it is for resentment to build up 
If yeah. there is yeah. no thought being put into how you approach your partnership, like we have to keep reminding ourselves to try for a partner even after we've got with them. Because otherwise yeah. things just get left behind and we forget all about this person. You know, you know, I was, I was going to say like that conscious effort. Like I think that's like a thing that I kind of like had to go through because like, because like I was like quite used to kind of like being like very like self-reliant and like independent. So like for me, like having someone else that was this, this was kind of like the first time that kind of like had that. And like there was like a lot of that I was like, like for example, like I did for myself and like I wouldn't like really think about her. And then like obviously like she would like get upset by that. So it, like I, I like literally had to make like the conscious um, efforts. Like whenever like I, I do something, like I would think like, oh, like, but what about her? Like what would she want? And then I think like after a while, it just got like to the point where it was just like second nature. So it was like I can do stuff without even like having touched like think about her if that's like okay. it's, it's just like yeah it's, it's, it's like i knew like oh like she like she might be hungry or like, she might want this so like it just became mm-hmm. like second nature but i think like if you actually put in effort then i think like once it becomes like set in stone then i think it's like quite easy for you to like go for that yeah that's so true i also feel like the people after that phase of you know, putting an effort at the start and then it slowly dies off. They tend to kind of put you off as like, oh, you were a different person at the start than how you are now. Yeah, I'll just yeah. think about yes. that. I'll just um, think about that. Like, <clears throat> the thing about fake personas for me, or like when people say, oh, you were putting your best foot forward, like I didn't know you then, that thing is inevitable in my opinion. <laughs> Like, I don't, I think if we like somebody, we will do whatever we can to prove our potential. I don't see it as a problem as long as, you know, that potential is backed up with actions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's it's, it's like a thing, like, like, I don't know, like, do you guys think, like, people put on, like, fake personas during the honeymoon phase? Because, like, I was, like, thinking about it, and I think it's, like, quite a thin line because, like, while people do do like definitely put their best foot forward, like I think there are people that like might, for example, like kind of like lie about who they are. They like once they get into the relationship, like um like who they truly are comes out. But I think like if you're just putting like your like your best foot forward, then I think it's not really like fake persona. Like I'd say because I think like mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, like we we've, we've like all done something like it's like trying to impress like someone else or yeah. trying to like appear like a certain way, but like it wasn't really with like bad intentions. It was like more so like. I don't know, I guess, like, appeals, like, the person. Mm. I don't know, like, I think that with fake personas, I don't think it's really fake because I feel like we always try to look good, no matter yes. if, like, it's about relationships yeah, that's or, true. you know, just friendships or anything like that. I agree. I feel like we, like, there's no such thing as a fake persona this might sound controversial, but it's just like, <laughs> yeah, there are so many different versions of ourselves. I can yeah. understand how that can go bad really quickly. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, the person who I am to Sonia is not the same person <laughs> as I am to Fred. And yeah. like, it also depends on where you are at in life. Like when I first met you, I was not going through as much as what I am going through six months later. Mm, that's yeah. true. I think yeah. everyone tries to be like, I mean, I can't really speak for everyone, but <laughs> I feel like personally, I like, I feel that at the start of a relationship, I always try to be as authentic to myself as I can. Mm. But yeah. obviously when you meet someone new and 
um, they express their interest to you. I think you always try to like understand them and be curious about like stuff that they like. So mm. I, I think sometimes it can come across like you're like faking liking something or right. um, mm-hmm. some like something of that sort. But you might it, it it could like authentically just be you wanting to like show that you care about them and want to like um like know what they like I I would say that I'm like a hobby stealer like I constantly (laughs) want to find like new things to do or like um like you you know like new interests so Mm -hmm. like I like to um experience new things and so I feel like meeting new people always like encourages me to find new things to do that's a really good trait to have yeah but I can see how that can come off as like being fake or like mm. you know yeah, yeah. someone who has like very short <laughs> attention span or like who changes hobbies so frequently me <laughs> <laughs> I can understand why people would think that for me it's kind of like I see it as just like dipping my foot into the river you know just mm. trying to get a taste of something else um, yeah and moving on to the next thing but other people are just like, oh, you were just pretending to like something for me, which has never really been the case. Like I authentically do stuff that I want to do. I would never do anything just to get somebody's approval. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 I think also like has to do like how the other person kind of like might idealize like certain um, features about them as well. Like they might see them like do like certain thing and then like they might like take as like an absolute for example, like if I like, I know, like if someone sees me like eating an orange, then then and then they think, oh, like he must love oranges, and then just like, no, I, yeah. I just ate. I, like, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, like I, 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 I just ate it like this this one time. So I, I think it's also like people can also maybe like creating like unrealistic yeah. fantasies and and like yeah. things mm-hmm. in the head, like instead of like seeing reality. And I think like that dissonance um is kind of like what causes like a lot of disconnect and like oh you were like this in, in, in the beginning and now you like this now it takes two parties to like tango so i think it's definitely like a little bit of both because like i because i like had like a friend where he, i think during like the talking stage he so like uh, when he like so when he would like talk with his ex he would like he would like answer certain questions but i think he was kind of like saying like given the answers that she wanted to to hear and i think she's like sort of like idolize them too much and then like when reality set in i think like they realized that like they both kind of like went wrong there mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. so yeah yeah, yeah sometimes yeah. the conversations you have at the beginning <clears throat> and then like say six to eight months later and you're like wow who was i with at the start <laughs> and the person yeah. was probably thinking the same about you for sure yeah. you know and, and like people change and you're not you realize that you're not really compatible because like you start of seeing your partner as this ethereal being and then it's like okay like i think that if you're not ready to see you know the change in your partner Mm. then like why be in a relationship i feel like part of having a partner is being able to discover new things about each other and that's what makes it so interesting what makes you want to keep you know, keep the relationship going. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's not going to be sunshine and rainbows. Like, mm. any yeah, for sure. Is aware of healthy relationships. Know that it's never going to be that feeling 
every single time. For me, I genuinely feel like exiting that honeymoon phase and getting to my reality excites me the most. Um, because like you start to see somebody for who they are. And if like I date men, right? And so <laughs> it's kind of the opposite. Like the more you get to know them, there are so many layers to them. And I'm not saying that women don't have layers to them. It's more like, you know, men aren't as vulnerable and don't put their cards out on the table as much. Yeah. 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 yeah that's like that's definitely true. Yeah. I feel like <clears throat> like yeah, it's like a lot of guys do have like layers to them, which I think like you won't really uncover like until we actually get to know like more about them and yeah and then i do think yeah, it is that fact because like men aren't really like as vulnerable like especially like during the talking stage or like the beginning of relationships but like i think like as time goes on like getting to like see like those inner layers of like what makes a person like themselves is like what's really like fascinating and then yeah i, I kind of agree like I, I think like getting out of that honeymoon phase like as soon as possible is probably like the best thing because then you can actually start working on like a real mm, like that's um, true relationship instead of like a fantasy that you guys like made in um your heads as somebody who looks forward to that stage i don't think i can commit to a relationship where somebody isn't willing to continue on to that phase um, yes because like i choose my partners based on intuitive and emotional connection and you can kind of feel that pull with certain guys like they don't want to be fully vulnerable you know they get mm. they're a bit tense when you try to have emotional conversations with them um like okay i understand because you know you should go at a comfortable pace yeah um, yeah but yeah i don't know you, like once you break down the walls you realize that there is another human being there with like a bucket full of emotions and problems which is okay yeah if i bring the topic of getting past a honeymoon phase and going on to realizing more about your partner. One thing personally I've gone through um, <laughs> as somebody who has a very colorful range of emotions and I'm always changing, my mental health plays like a huge part in it. Where at the start, I'm like, wow, I don't have depression. Where did it go? You know, because I'm investing all of my time and my feelings into this one person. And then later yeah. it gets really real. And then, I don't know, like, if you're with somebody who has mental health or chronic health issues, and by God's grace, like, you want to stay with them for a lifetime, there has to be that level of commitment because mm. their issues are going to seep into your daily life. Yeah. And I think mm -hmm. that specific thing presents itself very boldly once the honeymoon phase ends have you guys yeah. had your mental health problems seep into a time where you felt like you couldn't express yourself i feel like i mean whenever like a honeymoon phase has like started like dying down or like um like that initial spark has gone I feel like I do get a lot of anxiety from that and I, and the few times that I have been in a relationship where like the honeymoon phase and then straight after that has been like a really negative time in my life. Mm. I feel that um, it's made me really like 
overthink or like self-hate on myself a lot just because like I don't know how how to deal with the situation or like what is happening or why certain things have happened in the relationship for it to go downhill and that has been like played a part on my mental health because like overthinking like just like overruns your entire life I feel like yeah you can't sleep you can't eat properly um and it just takes over like your like natural routine in your day so um yeah I I think I feel like like it really takes a lot of self-control for yourself as well to not let it like get to you so personally and like become like disheartened during that time and like just to be able to figure out what is like the right decision for you in that moment I would say like because when like I first met my ex like we're going through like a, like a stressful time because we like, did have like exams and like other coursework to do mm. and like we did have like a lot of other problems as well. it was quite scary because I was just like thinking like what's wrong with me like because I like I literally didn't know like what I was like going through like I like finding hard to like eat and like my mind was just like not focused yeah. at all and everything the difference is like if like if like they go away and like you feel as if like you kind of like lost everything I think that's when it, it can turn like a bit codependent yeah I think yeah. but yeah but it, it's like a very fine line between like having them there to like support you and like, and like having them as like a crutch and then without them you're basically like almost like in like a worse place than like when you were mm, before right. and stuff but at the end of the day like they they are there to support you like not really to fix like any um issues or anything like yeah. that yeah like, um for me the main reason i actually broke up with my ex was because of my mental health i had depression and anxiety i still have depression anxiety i'm anxious mm-hmm. right now um but <laughs> at the time i really wasn't in a good place and i didn't want to be baggage to her um i was like really insecure and had low self-esteem it was really affecting the way that i saw my partner and as well as the relationship as a whole um, yeah but you know there were really good days when you know when i was feeling down like i'd call her and she'd come over and she would cheer me up like i think those are such great things to have when you're yeah. having, you know, going yeah. through an episode um but you have that special someone to help you through it not like um as fred was saying as someone who tries to save you or anything like that mm. um but just someone to be there with you and hold your hand i guess when i was experiencing those feelings i usually blamed myself and I think it's important to realize that during, like, whether or not you're having a hard time, it's important that, well, it's important for you to know that relationships are the work of both parties. It's not just your fault. Like, you're not the only person to blame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I was just going to say it's funny because I was going through my notes earlier. Like, I mean, just like my actual notes on my phone, deleting mm-hmm. them. And I found this quote, and it's okay, actually it like compliment, compliment, not complete, which I think is like yes. really important mm-hmm. in a relationship. Like, you're not there to complete someone else. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. already complete yourself. Yeah. That's true. Fred and me were having this conversation about codependency quite a lot in like our messages. Yeah. And I realized how codependent I was in a and I didn't. I was only aware of it after I got out. 
because I was yeah. like, well, I didn't realize how somebody else's moods and feelings were affecting me and like what a huge toll it was taking on me, you know? Yeah. So they left me unread or they ghosted me or they didn't mm. reply fast enough if they didn't reply the right way or they didn't reply the wrong way. Like, it was just every single thing was adding up. And <clears throat> it's good to just find things that um, aren't really benefiting you and being able yeah. to change from it. Yeah. But I know a lot yeah. of people face the same issue where, you know, they get, they fall down the road of getting too attached. And, yeah. Um, you know, it's like, of course, you want your partner to love you and you want to love your partner. Yeah, I think it. I think in the moment it can become really like addictive to constantly crave their attention and want them to be around you like 24 seven. Mm. But um, until you realize that you're in that position, you don't really like have the want to like stop doing that. It's such a mm. bad addictive behavior. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like you can't even you can't even tell that it's happening until yeah yeah yeah. I was yeah. just gonna say that yeah. yeah. Even when people are constantly like telling you like oh something's wrong like yeah. you're just like no like I'm trying <laughs> to make this work even though mm-hmm. like, you know yourself like deep down that something just isn't right and if you're feeling down all the time because of it there's something that needs to be addressed. Yeah, honestly, like, I low-key kind of think it's, like, a red flag if you want to spend every single day around. Yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. me, like, I like, I definitely need time, like, as as much as, I, as I, like, I do enjoy spending time with, like, my partner, like, I definitely need that, that time to, like, recharge and, like, do my own stuff as well. Because I think, like, that's when, because, like, what kind of happened to me is that I was almost, like, getting, like, drawn into, like, her life. Because she, like, she, like, moves, like, we're, like, she's, like, kind of, like, quite different people. Like, she moves, like like 100 miles an hour and then like i'm like quite slow but like yeah. it was like i feel like i was like getting sucked into her life and then come to terms with the fact that i was codependent was like therefore like a wake-up call because like i do remember like sometimes we're like um we'd, we'd, we'd be spending time together and like she'd go off and like do something else and like i kind of be like left like oh like what do i do now and i think like yeah. if you get to yeah. if you get to that point then i think it is like quite um toxic because i think that's the that's the point where um you might actually like be codependent and it 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 could be like almost like an addiction rather than like a relationship i actually have like a best friend right now and she's just six months into her first relationship and she's sounding a lot like what you guys are describing as codependency right now yeah um yeah i'm actually kind of worried about yeah. her um you know her she was saying to me that her honeymoon phase was over and now like she feels like her boyfriend isn't trying as much and um you know she gets kind of sad whenever her boyfriend doesn't message her back or like read her message and i feel like that's such it's i don't know like i feel like she needs it's to... so common yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's really yeah. Common. that's the thing um i feel like we're so focused on what the other person is always doing yeah when you're in a relationship but it's so much easier to like suddenly ignore how you're feeling I mean, how the other person is feeling. Yeah. Just instead, just maybe reach out to them and talk about it rather than having doubts by yourself. If somebody is upset or they're distant and your first instinct is to take it personally, yeah, you know, there, there's a problem there and it's worth... That's a red flag. Yeah, that really yeah. is a red flag. 
yeah. yeah. And I, I think maybe we might have gone through similar experiences in one way or the other. Somebody's actually going through a really hard time and because yeah. it's been a really long period, it's so easy for us to be like, well, when was the last time you showed me this kind of attention or this kind of affection? You know, yeah. now I'm going to take it personally. And that's where it gets really hard because, you know, you, you start to distrust this person and it gets a bit complicated, but I think we have to keep reminding ourselves that there is another human mm, being yeah. and not somebody who will cater to our every need. And I had yeah. to learn that as well. Like I was, I pride myself in being a really individual dependent and when I faced <laughs> a situation, I was like, wow, like I had never felt like this before, but I was yes. chasing after somebody or I was chasing after someone or like the feeling of it all. So that was like a really huge shock for me. I have to like take a step back, reevaluate where I am in life and look inside. And I feel like if you are somebody who's going through this, like don't stress yourself out or like don't put so much pressure on labeling labeling yourself as like toxic you know all of these words that we use nowadays like <laughs> as long as you acknowledge your faults and you're trying to change that yeah i think that's yeah. a good thing so like to your friend who's going through that like i think it would be nice to slowly be like you know it's time to get some hobbies yeah <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Yeah. also like um that thing because your friend was saying like oh like she feels like her boyfriend like isn't like putting like as much effort like yeah i feel like that's that that whole concern like effort is kind of hard because like after like a certain point in like a relationship like you do kind of get comfortable yeah with, like, the person. Mm-hmm. and i think some people take it badly and but i think it's just like a really good thing like the fact that like you can be like almost like um who you are with them as yeah. well but like I don't know, like, if, like, people saying, like, oh, like, like um, this person isn't putting in enough effort anymore or, like, they're, like, not putting in as much effort as they did before. Like, I don't know if that's people actually, like, did, like having those concerns, like, for real or just, like, them maybe just, like, get more comfortable and, like, maybe, like, more used to the person. So it's just, like, that high of, like, oh, like, having this person do things for you has kind of, like, worn off. So it's, like, now that, so it's, like, now that things have become, like, more common, like, I think people kind of, like, think like maybe like that person isn't doing as much when in reality like they could be doing like the same as what they're doing or like maybe even more i, f- I feel like if like you do feel like you do want more effort then maybe you should like communicate that but it's it's right. like really really tricky to be like to be honest with you like cause how do you distinguish between like oh this person is putting in, in in enough effort or this person is, is like putting in the same effort but now I become comfortable with that and like i feel like i need more because like once you start getting like oh well, i like want more and more it just becomes like it's almost mm. never going to be enough. I think that a lot of people romanticize um, the early part of the relationship where everything feels really special and there's like, like you said, effort and things like that. But I think, personally, I think the special thing is b- feeling comfortable with each other. The, the day-to-day lives of just, you know, just being in a relationship together and not having to have anything special or, you know, yeah just like, the, mm-hmm. like having dates every day or something or meeting and calling everything like that yeah. i don't think the it's small necessary. things matter yeah yeah the small things yeah, yeah. that's so true that's, yeah that's definitely what people i think take for granted 
mm. as well because like they might be like oh like we're not going out on dates or like he's not buying me things or blah 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 but like yeah. they won't see like oh like he's um i don't know he th- like he bought this for me because i was sick or like he th- he like thought of me when like he did this <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah but i think it's like tricky because obviously like everyone's like preference is different like, some people like do so really why you being like taken out and shown off and, like, <laughs> right. things like that whereas like some people might just very like the smaller stuff and like the details as well so i think it's also like matter uh, a matter of like you being honest with like yourself and like what you actually yeah. like, need to find someone that will like wants to meet you halfway as well yeah, rather yeah. Than, like rather than, rather than like, trying to like force this person to like be someone who they don't want to be i think there's also like if you're opening up to someone you should also make sure that the other person might will be okay with it yeah, yeah like ready like- to, to receive it yeah, there was, yeah. like, this post going around, like, it was so stupid, it was something like, um, hello, I, it's like a text, it was like, oh, hello, I'm not emotionally available to, um, help you with your issues right now, or something, and everyone Oh, was yes, I remember that. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. and everyone was making fun of it, but I feel like there was some truth to it, you know? Yeah. It's also important to acknowledge the other side as well, not just how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's another thing is, like, and I know um, Chen and I, we've spoken about this a lot, mm-hmm. is, like, really listening to someone when they're, like, communicating to you is so important yeah. because I know a lot of the time, like, when someone tells you what's bothering them, you feel like you have to say something back yeah. to, like, help them or whatever right. it might be, like, giving them advice or whatever. But sometimes the person just wants to be listened to and, mm-hmm. like, know that you're, like, taking on board what they're saying. And I think when you're communicating an issue with someone, if they act upon that in a positive way, it can really show you how much they, like, actually are listening to you and understanding what you need or want from that relationship. Um, And linking this back to, like, the honeymoon phase, I feel like... um. What really, for, personally for me, like, what ends a honeymoon phase is, like, that first, like, not fight, but, like, or argument sort of, but, um, mm-hmm. like, where you bring up something and then if they, like, like you know, neglected what you said, then that really, like, yes. I feel like makes you mm-hmm. go into that, like, stage where you feel like, you know, it's coming to an end or um, yeah. you're misunderstood. That's what yeah. I, was, I was literally just going to bring it back to, like, <laughs> was that, yeah, like, when was that feeling where you brought up something? Like, did you guys have that where you brought up a topic and that's when you knew that initial spark was gone? Oh. Yeah, definitely. Um, For me, it wasn't really, like, it wasn't a relationship, but the other person did have feelings for me. But... Mm-hmm. I personally, I've always had troubles with friendships and I always try to be my most, you know, honest self. If there's a problem, I'll try to sort it out with them. Mm-hmm. And I opened up with this one particular person about how I was feeling, how I was like uncomfortable with the way things were going with our friendship and I wanted to fix it. But Chen and I were talking about this the other day, but they called me manipulative because I shared my feelings. Right. <laughs> I what the fuck? About this yeah, too. I know. I want oh to talk about this. Yeah, it was just, you know, it's, it's like, I don't know. I'm sure they were going through something, but it's so hard sometimes because I'm, I'm sure the other person had their feelings were clouded. You know, their emotions it was they were just everywhere and didn't really try to see what i was trying to say you know like yeah 
the whole thing about manipulation, I, manipulation <laughs> I watched a YouTube video today. Like, the <laughs> 10 ways to know that you are a manipulator. No! <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. I was so like, oh, Put it oh down, Jen. Put it down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I no. a manipulator? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's well, why it makes you question... <laughs> Like you think about like I feel like that's something else that you really need to acknowledge is that um it's really easy to be like oh that person's toxic or that person's narcissistic yeah. but you really need to think about your own actions too like yeah that's so you can't true. just constantly think like I'm great like right. I'm doing so mm-hmm. well exactly. like you're obviously like affecting the relationship in some way too so you really need to I mean you don't need to go watch those videos <laughs> but, but you definitely should have like some sort of like insight into like how you are affecting the relationship sure, sure. or how you can make yeah. it better or more positive. For sure. Yeah. I always try and go back and think about what I did wrong so that I know for the next time I do get into a relationship, I can yeah. expand and grow. And so mm-hmm. I was watching this video and it was just like, I was like, am I in the wrong for feeling like such intense emotions or like sadness or whatever, you know, or like, if you're okay, I'm gonna kind of expose myself here. If you're listening, I'm so sorry. If you, if you have not blocked your partner or your ex or whatever hey. on social media, <laughs> and you know, you're being vulnerable on this platform, which is like, I, I think you know, it's inappropriate, but for me, I do use Twitter as that form of like expressing myself because I don't really. How, I, I don't really find any other way to release my tension, right? Yeah. And so I guess if your partner sees that, obviously they might feel like, oh, well, this person is trying to manipulate me or make me for the lack of things that I did. For me, I don't see it that way. Like, for me, I'm not even thinking of it, like, you know, because it's like, well, I'm just trying to process all of this hurt and emotion. Mm. But yeah. anybody else can be like, oh, my God, you, you're feeling hurt? Well, look at me. This is what I've gone through all this time. Yeah. Feel sorry for me. Or you're in the wrong, actually, not me. And I think when stuff like that goes wrong, it's good for both parties to just take accountability. And so yeah. being the person that just calls yeah. your names. I agree. Et cetera. Like, I, I can very well say that there are so many things where that went wrong that I did, you know, and... It's good that I can move past that now because I'm trying to grow from it. But yeah, it's easy to fall down the part of being petty and putting the blame on others. Like, yeah, definitely. I think it's really yeah. easy to do it um, straight after the breakup because all you mm, see are yeah. negative things and you're just like, it was all the other person's fault. But yeah. you know, after after my breakup and it's been four years now, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. single life for four years, yay. Um, after, you know, I realized that it wasn't really anybody's fault. I mean, it was both our faults, but at the same time, no one person was to blame. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like you said before, it's about meeting halfway. It's not mm-hmm. just one person. It's two people yeah. in a relationship. It always, like, takes two people to tango, like, what I say. Yeah, and, like, because of, like, like, whenever we, like, I feel hurt by something, like, our immediate... Yes, like defense mechanism is like is, is like to blame the like other person mm-hmm. and like say like oh like they like they did this this is right, but like you could you but I think like 
at least like what I try and do is like before I like try and get to that stage or like I let it get too much like I was trying to like look back on like what I did as well and like try to take like mm-hmm. accountability mm-hmm. for that because like I think like if like if like you do that then like it's like basically like the both you saying oh yeah I know I did this and then I'm sorry like that that I feel like that moment is like way more meaningful because yeah. like it's, it's like instead of you like attacking the um other person you guys have basically like both said oh yeah I'm like yeah. we both made like I made mistakes like let's like come together and try and fix this mm-hmm. you know but then, mm-hmm. but then I think like both people need to be doing that because what can happen is like if it's just one person who's like always like basically like saying sorry for like themselves and then like the other person like oh well I like I like accept your apology but like they don't take accountability it just gets like a bit very like, like very one-sided because yeah. it feels like you're always like apologizing for like everything yeah. like and like they're just accepting it without taking any like um responsibility for anything that um they've done as well that's yeah. always been a problem with me my ex as well like I'd always bring up a problem and I'd say, you know, I'm sorry, for, uh, you know, this and that. But then they just wouldn't, you know, respond very well. Yeah. they just kind of be like, oh, okay, well, you know, you did this and mm. did that. And they, it's just, it's it's really sad because you want things to work out between you two. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing about bringing up conversations and, they, like, everything you need to know is in that conversation. If they decide to leave you unread, or if they yeah. try to attack you, in today's yeah. world, communication isn't going to be the way that we want. But I think if you it... have a good partner, they will try their hardest to reassure you, or they leave. Yeah. Like it's yeah. very simple. I think it really shows their true colors during mm, that time yeah. when you make those things. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk rejection. <laughs> no. no! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've only been already. rejected my entire life. <laughs> my life story. <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot of people can relate. <laughs> How have you guys dealt with rejection? Um, I just like, I mean, I don't really put myself out there too much, but like the times where like I did, I guess you just you just have to like simple terms. You just you just have to have to hold that and then just like keep moving. Cause like yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like just like not because like you um make like a move towards someone that they're like just automatically gonna like you know feel the same way as well. So it's 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 like just more about like okay, like you put like your like your like foot forward, and um the other person isn't interested. Like it's cool. Like it's fine. I just move on. You know, like rather than just like trying to like obsess over getting this one person to like you and like appreciate you and see all the good things about you. Like there are literally like probably hundreds of people thousands of people that will do that without you having to like even do anything mm-hmm. you know so i th- I, th- I think it's, it's like it's, it's like just a thing where if someone isn't for you then it's fine just move on like it's you don't need to keep like yeah like easier pressing. said than done though <laughs> yeah. 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 Because in my head, that is how i think Definitely. but the way i act probably doesn't align oh my to that gosh. way <laughs> it's hard though like you know like I mean, it's, I feel like if to everyone else, you might look like you're, like, moving on with your life or doing whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, internally, it can feel really, like, painful to That's go true. through that. Yeah. But, um, but if, as long as you just keep on going, eventually, like, better things will come into your life. And you, when you look back, you're like, why was that so hard for me? Like, <laughs> looking back at myself now, like, I'm just like, wow, like, I've, 
like acted like that. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Oh her. my god. But yeah. Um, I got rejected recently. Chen knows about this. <laughs> A bit embarrassing. Um, you know, like that person wasn't like interested or anything like that. It, like he was just interested in just being friends. And, you know, I thought I was fine with that. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's just continue talking and being friends. But then I started to realize that, you know, I was still trying to make him like me. And that became, you know, a really huge problem. And I, like, confronted him about it. And then afterwards I was like, you know, I need to take a break from you. And when I was reflecting back on my feelings and how I acted, it was so embarrassing. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people probably go through this as well. They see, why did I do this? Like, why did they say this to them? And I felt really bad, but I also realized that it's normal to feel that way as well. Like, I shouldn't blame myself for feeling that way because, you know, humans have such a huge range of emotions and we're allowed to feel these things as long as we're not harming the other person. Yes. Yeah, I actually apologized to him because I felt (laughs) so bad about it. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry Mm. I acted that way. And, you know, we're friends now and it's all cool. Yeah, that's I think <laughs> I'm still in that phase where, like, you every day I realize how I've acted in the last few months, or mm. you know, I'm still growing, and I'm sure a year from now I'm gonna look back and be like, "Wow, why was I even this caught up in yeah. this situation?" Yeah, um, but I I dealt with this situation so badly, and because I'm very introverted like I don't have much interactions despite what people think of me I (laughs) never really dealt with rejection (laughs) so when it hit me my ego damaged no (laughs) gone bitch like I did not have any love for myself and I realized like how much I self-sabotage like I was so codependent I didn't have you know there was so many lack of boundaries and I had to have a conversation with myself, like, oh my god, you know, pull the, yourself the pointing at yourself mirror meme, the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, having been on both sides, though, I, of being somebody who rejected someone before and having been rejected, maybe this is a personal opinion, I feel <laughs> as if you, when you are rejecting somebody else, it doesn't hurt as much as when you are being rejected. Like, obviously, you still feel hurt because you're hurting somebody else. But, like, you hope that the other person doesn't take it personally. Mm. You're like, oh, you know, yeah. you're a really great person. I really, I do love you. Like, we we can be great together. But right now, I have my own things to deal with. I have things that get in the way of this situation. But when you're being rejected, it really just feels like you have been crushed to the ground so true yeah 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 i think that's when yeah you have to like not take it personally because it's Mm -hmm. definitely like when someone rejects you to like think of that like they're literally like rejecting you as like a person yeah but it can just be more so that like they don't want like you know a certain connection with you or like they don't want to push things Mm -hmm. than what it is and i think that's fine like you know like as 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 long as you know like where you guys like stay now then that's fine Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not easy to not take it personally, though. Like, you, mm-hmm. if someone's rejecting you, you can't help but think, like, what is wrong with me? Like, yeah. it just happens. Like, you just automatically feel like it's because of something you've done or said that they're pushing mm-hmm. you away. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, maybe it, c- it can sometimes play a part, I guess. Like, 
maybe it's just they've like realized that your like your values don't align. Mm-hmm. That leads us to the last question. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any advice for people who are currently fresh in a relationship and in a honeymoon phase, and also for people who are slowly exiting that phase and where the relationship is getting really real? <laughs> I'll go first. I would say to just love somebody wholeheartedly for who they are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for who they are showing you in that moment. A lot of people nowadays will say that they wasted time and effort if something doesn't work out. But um, and it, like it's okay to have moments like that. Yeah. But you should never regret showing someone true, no. genuine love. So true. Because you know in your heart that you're doing right. Of um, course, yeah. And you you shouldn't let the bad experiences deter you from, you know, seeking something you deserve. Yeah. And you never know, like, this one bad situation can turn your life around and a few months later you can get your life together and don't have to worry about something that was weighing down on you yeah like it will force you to grow and it can get uncomfortable exactly but, yeah you yeah, only learn from your experiences anyway so yeah <laughs> I, I yeah I, I just I feel like you just have to yeah you just have to give it your like whatever you've got and like try to make sure that um you have understood the person like no matter what and you know mm-hmm. like like we've spoken about really like listening to them and um just really being there for them uh, and if things don't work out like it's okay too like it doesn't it's not gonna like it's gonna change your life but it mm-hmm. I don't think it's always gonna be negative and in the moment it might feel like it is but it's yeah. always going to like you know help you learn something about yourself or um you know for your next relationships i think we all hate to hear the whole thing of oh this person only came to me for character development or, <laughs> it's um... true though <laughs> when like i saw that i had to literally get rid of the idea i'm like no how, how can someone say that about like right. okay but know, like isn't every person you meet in your life like, don't they all count to your character development? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, <laughs> kind of yeah but no, but like, just saying like, oh, um, I, I was, I was using I, you I was for character development. No. Get out of here. <laughs> that is an insane thing to say about like, crazy. Uh, about like a partner or someone. Mm, yeah. Um, but I, I think my advice would be, um, if in the honeymoon phase, I would just say to get out ASAP. But I feel like, <laughs> Yeah. The longer it goes on, you you like get to like such a high, like such a peak, like the fall off is going to be like so much harder. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think like I think as an individual, you need to like recognize yourself and and I say okay, like um I see this person, but do I actually see them completely or like or like I'm am I just trying to magnify all of their good things and like ignore the the faults within them? Yeah. Well. And like maybe like also can like have like have like a conversation like with them as well, like maybe like so that you guys. Can kind of like um come to like an agreement or like so so that you're both aware of it per se mm-hmm. because like if you guys are, are just riding this high together like literally like when like you crash is is literally gonna be yeah, yeah. and for sure and and I think if like you're coming out of one 
right now. I think you shouldn't like overreact like the like I think it just means that you're transitioning into like probably like the next phase of your relationship. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. Like you're getting like 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 if you feel like you like you're getting more comfortable like with, with like the person as well, then I think that's actually like a a good sign that you're moving in the right direction. Um, I think for my advice, it's probably mostly towards my best friend right now who's just um left the honeymoon phase and is in the real like Fred said, I guess like the real part of um relationship. Mm-hmm. Um I hope that you can just take a moment and reflect on how you feel. Not even just a moment, I guess like every day of your life it's always so valuable to reflect on your feelings, yeah. your actions, your values and to learn and to grow from that. And with your partner it's important to communicate how you feel and to also know that what they're feeling as well and you know to meet together halfway i would say also key thing is to acknowledge those insecurities and trust issues that you may have um and you know if you have to get a little bit vulnerable it's okay like learn to push your ego aside Mm-hmm. have that selflessness because it will really take you far in your relationship yeah if I, you guys are so caught up you're not gonna have those conversations to help yeah. you grow you're always just gonna yeah. be thinking about what's holding you back rather than how to move forward. yeah i also think it's important to look from different perspectives whether it's from an outsider's point of view or your partner's point of view just to mm-hmm. evaluate a little bit um rather than letting your emotions cloud you or your own thoughts cloud you, because sometimes it can be a lot and really overwhelming just yeah. to keep it just for one person. And even asking, you know, your friends for advice as well, that really, really helps. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think as well, like, um, cause I think people tend to, like, think that, like, the honeymoon phase is, like, the peak of the relationship. And I think, like, I think it's it's important that people, like, realize, like, no, that's, like, maybe, like, one small peak. But I think, like... I don't know about you guys, but like having that feeling where I kind of like um with like your partner, like and then you see them like being in like their own world, like doing their own thing, and like being able to like look look across at them and like know like oh yeah, that's that's my like significant. Yes. I think that's like a, that's like a really like touching moment. But I, yeah. I feel like that that moment can like not a peak moment, but like that's how you you know that like you've got something like really real, like not just like if like you're just like infatuated with like each other, like yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know it's. At least at the end of the day, you will know that this person still loves you regardless of the high that they're in or yeah. not, you know, they're, they're just going to be there for you regardless. And that's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. And I think in a balanced, like, relationship, you actually don't feel like there is a definite end to a honeymoon. Like, because you feel, like, happy and satisfied throughout your relationship. Um, I mean, obviously you have your ups and downs, but um, when you when when you do have that healthy relationship, um, and your needs are met, and the other person's needs are met too, mm-hmm. you really don't feel like there was anything that really like drastically ended that was so great at the start that hasn't continued throughout the rest of your relationship. So that's yeah. when I think that those like you know um like talking through things and like any other um you know things that you do to continue the relationship um really help you to um like 
get there. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we shall conclude today's episode. Yay! Yay. Thank you for inviting yes. me. I had a lot of fun. Thank you, you guys. My beautiful, thank you, thank you. amazing. I feel like this is longer than 45 minutes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> for those who are listening and have enjoyed this thanks thank Craig you. let me know <laughs> um, yes thank you Craig alright to the next one bye bye, bye.